The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know my Father too. From this moment you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, let us see the Father, and then we shall be satisfied. Have I been with you all this time, Philip, said Jesus, and you still do not know me. To have seen me is to have seen the Father, so how can you say, let us see the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you I do not speak is from myself. It is the Father living in me who is doing this work. You must believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Believe it on the evidence of this work if for no other reason. I tell you most solemnly, whoever believes in me will perform the same works as I do myself. They will perform even greater works, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. My nephew is a bricklayer, and uh, when he'd started his, started his apprenticeship, um, if I was traveling anywhere and I saw um, incredible brickwork or stonework, I'd, I'd send photos to him and say, are you doing this yet? And it really has, his, his work as a bricklayer has really made me notice um, a lot more the work that bricklayers or stone layers do and the incredible craftsmanship that is asked of them. You know, you think back to those in the, the Greek and the Roman times, you know, just the intricacy of what they did without the modern tools and equipment of today. And it's this this image of bricklaying, or rather stone laying, that Peter is presenting in our second reading today. Peter's 
the reading, the, the, this, this first letter of St. Peter is, is a letter to newly baptised. And Peter uses the image as Jesus as the living stone. And he says to all those who are baptised, set yourselves close to him so that you too, the holy priesthood, that offers the spiritual sacrifices which Jesus Christ has made acceptable to God, may be living stones, making a spiritual house. And that's what you and I are called to be, a living stone. You know, the words seem quite at odds with each other, don't they? It's no life in a stone, and yet we're called to be living stones. And I think maybe that's uh, where our faith can be. Oh yes, our faith is solid, but we're actually called to live that faith. There is the faith that we hold, and there is our lived faith. We're called to be living stones, setting ourselves close to Jesus. The problem is, that often we can set ourselves close to Jesus, but don't set ourselves close to the other people that Jesus is close to. You know, if we want to set ourselves close to Jesus, we must set ourselves close to the other people that are close to Jesus. You know, it's like the brickwork, the stonework, all... Uh, laid together to form the spiritual house, each providing strength and structure to each other. And that's always the challenge, isn't it? It's the challenge for us in the church. You know, in the gospel reading, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Except this person over there says, no, this is the way. This is what he means. Uh, this is the truth that you must hold. Uh, and this is the way that you've got to live your life. But the person over there says it all differently. And this is the sort of problem that we get into. That we interpret everything through our own eyes, or through our own thinking, or even through our own heart. And we dismiss other people. And that's when we actually become really weak. We don't become the people that we are called to be. We don't get to be the people we are called to be. And this preparation um, for the Responding with Hope uh, series that we're running in the diocese, I found something that I'd never realised before, that the, the word disciple comes from the Latin uh, discipulus, which means pupil or learner. To be a disciple of Christ means I have to be a pupil or a learner. It actually drops us to a place of, of humility, doesn't it? It drops us to that place where it's just not about what I think or the like-minded people like me think. We're called to be something, part of a greater whole. And St. Peter and his Gospel says that we 
<clears throat> are a holy priesthood. And he means that for all the baptised. By virtue of our baptism, we are called to be priest, prophet and king in the same way, in the same way as Jesus is. Priest, you know, Jesus is the one who intercedes for us and before the Father. He is the one who's always giving thanks to the Father. And so in our prayer too, we should be always giving thanks. It is our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. The preface always starts. You know, and they're interceding for others as he does at the right hand of the Father. We're praying for others, not for getting um, what we want, but rather that, you know, God's will will come to pass for them. But our prayer's got to be in the sense of wrapping them round with, with our love. Prophet, Jesus is the one who has come to bring good news. I've come to bring good news to the poor, he announced in the synagogue in Capernaum. Liberty kept captives, new sight to the blind. You know, in turn, we who are baptised into the life and mission of Christ are called to be his prophets. We're called to speak his word to our families, to our friends, to our people in our workplace. We're called to stand up and be counted because that's what builds the walls of this spiritual house and invites others to be living stones. And finally, by virtue of our baptism, we're called to be king in the same way Christ is our king. He comes as king not to be served, but to serve. And that really reminds us, who does he put close to him? The poor, the leper, the outcast, the sinner, the Pharisee. There was no one who was excluded. He put himself close to them all, even to two thieves on crosses either side of him. Even to the dead, he puts himself close to them. He's the one who's always looking out for the needs of others and serves them. And that's where today's first reading comes in from the Acts of the Apostles. A group, the Hellenists, and they were the, the Greeks, um, their widows were being left out on the distribution of the food. You know, that was the need. For us, as we come out of lockdown, this is going to be a real essential part for us as church, even in our poverty as we go forward. What are the needs in our community? How are we putting ourselves close to those people? Because that's what Christ would do. You know, so often I think we isolate our faith in Christ from other people who think differently than us. And that's where we start to go wrong. Jesus prayed that we be one. So much so that the world will believe that the Father has sent the Son into our world as our Saviour. Jesus has chosen us, and that's what Peter underlines at the end of the reading. You, 
my brothers and sisters, you and I, we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood, each one of us. We are a consecrated nation. We're consecrated to do the work and live the life of Christ Jesus. We are a people set apart to sing the praises of God who calls us out of darkness, that darkness of division and sin and despair and poverty. And he invites us into the wonderful world of his incredible light. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still. Trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. In other words, there's lots of room in the Father's heart for each one of us. So in turn, may there be room in our hearts for all those around us, especially those who have any need or are vulnerable in any way. And I'm just going to add one little bit more because I forgot to do this last night. Um, Jesus says, I tell you most solemnly, whoever believes in me in this way will perform the same works as I do myself. They will perform even greater works because I am going to the Father and the Father who is the one who helps us. For me, one of the great examples of that, on pro quite appropriately Mother's Day, is Mother Teresa of Kolkata, the short, dumpy, little Albanian woman, but with a massive heart, who got called um, by God from teaching in a rich a school for, for rich children in India to work with the poorest of the poor. And look at what she achieved. That's the call to us.